My guest today was a contributing writer on seasons 11 and 12 of the MTV hit show Wild and Out and was the youngest comic to win Florida's Funniest Competition. He has almost 1 million followers on TikTok and his clips from his dry bar comedy special Sophisticated Ignorance has been seen over 100 million times on Facebook alone. Please welcome to the check drop, Mr. Comedian Cam Bertrand. What up, Cam? (laughs) What up, man? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Sleepy. Would you believe I just woke up maybe 20 minutes ago? <laughs> well, you're a comedian. That's that's almost every comedian I know. There's, uh, hey. Well, hold on. Uh, you're uh, you're a non-married, non-child uh, comedian. So yeah, they're the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the least productive, most fun part of it. Yeah. It's so good. I love it. That's yeah, 80% the- of why I chose this job. I was like, oh, I get to nap whenever? No schedule schedule? This is yep. great. Yeah, but you have a girlfriend, and she's probably going to start be, uh, you know, knocking on that uh, that marriage door, and then you know, yeah, things... she brings it up quite often, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> like as, it'll happen. She's like, but like when? <laughs> as they do, they... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so, uh, so welcome, man. Um, those out there watching, uh, this is the first time Cam and I have actually uh, met formally. We've spoken yeah. on the phone. Uh, a million times in, in texts and emails over the last year or so. Um, my history with uh, you is that uh, um, I stumbled across uh, a video or something of you. To be mm-hmm. honest, I don't even think it was a video first. Somebody was really talking good things about you. And I, as a good agent should, I feel like I'm uh, kind of always keeping my ear to the ground and listening for the up-and-coming comedians. So yeah. I had reached out and did some homework on you. And then I was like, oh, wait, this kid's pretty good. So... So that's how I discovered you, I guess. Um, you know what's so funny is uh, I've, I've told somebody else this story, but uh, was, you would you would message me on Facebook, and it went to like one of those side inboxes. And um, I had played basketball with a dude named Chuck Johnson. And so when I got a message from a Chuck Johnson, I was like, oh, I'll respond to Chuck in a couple of days. You know, blah, blah. I was like, I don't need to you know, respond to this now. And I was like doing some stuff, and then I got back to it. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is not – this is a white Chuck. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is a different Chuck. And then, so I read the message. And then when we talked, uh, it was just so funny. Cause it was like a, like a 10 minute conversation. And then you're like, all right, we can work together. And I was like, all right, that, that sounds good. <laughs> and then, uh, things have been great. I'm so glad that I responded to that Facebook message. <laughs> yeah. And, and I wasn't like some really shitty friend of yours that like beat you up or something in high school. Yeah. Like, dude, I've had those. I've had those guys who don't remember bullying me being like, hey, man, how are you? And I'm like, I remember you for different reasons than you remember me. Yeah, you were a dick to me. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I remember all of them. I remember every single one of them. Had you heard of Summit Comedy before I reached out or no? Nope. nope. Uh, glad I'm here. Glad I'm part of the team. <laughs> so uh, so you got your, you're living in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. And um, did yeah. you, how long have you been doing stand-up uh, at this point in time? October 20th, 2013 was my first time on stage. So I just passed seven years. All right. And, and shit. I mean, you're a pretty young comic. So like, how old were you when you first stepped on stage? I was like 18, 19. Something okay. like that. Yeah. About right. probably 19. And uh, what uh, was it? You lose a bet or something you always wanted to do? Or what was your, your, your thought process as far as... Uh, going down this career path that you've chosen. Uh, so when I was 14, I saw Dave Chappelle's killing him softly. And I was like, that 
looks amazing. Like that looks like what I want to do. And I spent a lot of my like middle school and high school years, like staying up late watching like comedy central presents and watching different specials and just loving stand up. And I, I, towards like when I was graduating high school, uh, I was supposed to go to college to, then I did go to college, but I, I, I just wanted to play basketball. That's all I wanted to do. And my dad was like, well, what's your backup plan? You know, what's plan B? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I, I like comedy. I was like, I could do stand up. And he was like, Nope. What's, what's plan C? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I guess I could study something at college. And he was like, yeah, do that. So I, I was, I said something like filmmaking or something, but I ended up going to college for like a uh, physical therapy. Cause that's what my mom wanted to study. And I was like, I don't care about studying anything. I want to play basketball. So I'll do what you wanted to do. And you can live out, you can live out your mom's dreams. Too. Yeah, dude, that's, that was the whole plan <laughs> is just to live her, let her be vicariously through me. And uh, yeah, I dropped out of college three weeks in because I was like, stand up so much more fun. <laughs> and yeah, I'm pretty happy with the result. So three but weeks in, and you went to FAMU, right? Yeah, FAMU. That's uh, where Roy Wood Jr. went. Um, yeah, so he was and uh, Clayton English. Oh, Clayton went there too? Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, uh, I can't imagine that conversation though. Three weeks in and then, uh, you know, I, I'm pulling the ripcord. How how did your parents take that? Uh, my my dad wasn't really like you know too happy about it, but my mom, dude, I got I got lucky. Like I called my mom and I just told her I was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like it's for me. You know, I, I've been here for three weeks and I've already uh, I've got late missing homework. <laughs> like this isn't good. I shouldn't already have missing assignments. And I just remember being in one of the classes and it was like, I had three biology classes, which is too many science classes oh, for me, and, which physical therapy, yeah. you know? Uh, and I remember sitting there and the teacher was talking and I was next to this girl and I was like, does anybody know what this girl's like talking about? I was like, what is she talking about? And I was like trying to like make a joke. And the girl was like, you know, we pay for this. Right. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> like it didn't click that. Uh, not, not everybody is there to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> They paid a lot of money to be there. <laughs> a lot of money. See, I, I did not because I was white at a historically black college, which means uh, I got a minority scholarship. They were really? like, you're white and you want to come here? Here's some money. Come come to our school. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's um I used to book um Johnson C. Smith University here in Charlotte uh, mm -hmm. a lot. And that is a uh, um a historically black uh college. And I remember going to the show one time, uh, that one of the shows I had booked, and there were three white people in the entire audience. Mm -hmm. It was me, um, somebody doing sound. Um, and the lights, I believe, yeah. and one white student. And I remember think, thinking, so you were that white student? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I had some jokes about it where I was talking about, uh, it's like when I got there, it was just me and the electrician. And he was like, oh, you're my help. I was like, I go here. He's like, what? <laughs> like, no, you don't. Here's your uniform. Stop, stop playing around. Uh, yeah, man, it was weird. I mean, I loved it. I think the culture at an HBCU is the most fun. It's just, it's so good. And if, if I was built for college, I would have stayed, but I just, I, my brain just doesn't did do the you, book thing. Did you apply to a lot of schools or was that you had your mindset on that one? Cause just they were, throw, cause they were throwing yeah. money at you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We, we wouldn't have been able to afford to go to any other like university. I would have had to have gone to a community college, which I just didn't want to do. I just wanted to play basketball. That's all I wanted to do. And yeah. you know, I'm glad that uh, it didn't work out cause Comedy was just I, – I, so I did comedy October 20th, 2013. I went to school in January, or like into December, January-ish. 
And then, which is funny because I left right before February 1st, which okay. Black History Month at HBCU, I was packing my things January 30th. My roommate was like, word, you're going to leave right before our month? And I was like, your month. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it's, it's um, funny. My, my youngest, uh, he's, a, he's a junior uh, right now, and, uh, and we're um, shopping around colleges for him. Mm-hmm. So we were just at uh, University of Tennessee um, over the ho- holiday break. And maybe I should uh, send them <laughs> down there. I didn't think about the whole like reverse angle of getting the, the uh, minority scholarship. That it's way. great. It's <laughs> I highly recommend it. Not even just for the money, just because like it's it's. I don't even know how to explain it. I visited other campuses. Like I went to, I visited USF. I visited a couple different colleges, but FAMU was just it was fun. I mean, it's a party school, but it's also like they they do like pharmacy. They're a good pharmacy school i don't know i wasn't there for the school i'm not gonna as, lie to you as long as, it has a good, as long as it has a great football team that he can go he, he likes to go watch football that's why he's been picking all these you know big schools like uh, university of tennessee i think yeah. i think uh university of south carolina is on the list clemson um yeah TCU. they've got a great band they've got a great band as oh, far as the that. football team <laughs> well i'll steer him somewhere else then so, yeah uh that's funny so uh so now, when you got your first time on stage, like, did you have jokes or was it like uh, one of those scenarios where it was a dare and you just kind of got nah. thrown up there? I had, uh, I, I had planned this out quite a bit and I had written jokes for like months and months before because the, the first place I started was Sidesplitters Comedy Club and Sidesplitters has the best open mic in Tampa and you have to like, it books out. So you have to like email them and go, hey, I want to do the next one. And then he gives you a date like two months out. So you have time to kind of prepare. So I wrote a set, and by the time I wrote the set, I got there, you know, did the set. It went well. You know, I, I performed looking at my feet most of the time, but as far as the jokes, they got laughs. And, yeah, I had my mom there. I had, like, my childhood best friend and his mom there. And Yeah, other than that, it was, it was a good set. I ended up getting a showcase out of it because I didn't do the thing where you tell everybody, this is my first time on stage. I didn't tell anyone, so they didn't know. And so they just thought I was just young and uncomfortable. But yeah, I did it, got a showcase, did the showcase uh, a month later, uh, ended up winning that. And then a month after that, did another competition where I lost miserably. <laughs> like it, it wasn't even close. And, you know, I needed that to go, oh, they're not all good. Because at that point, I was writing new jokes every set because I was like, that's just what you do. And then by the time I got to that third round of the thing, Boy, I got dusted. <laughs> yeah, those uh, comedy competitions are fun, right? <laughs> I love competitions. I I don't know why. I just I'm a competitive person, and I've lost quite a few, but I've I've won more than I've lost. <laughs> I was just thinking you had mentioned uh, like when you got uh, you know growing up, you were watching all those uh, Comedy Central specials and such, and mm-hmm. I feel like uh, you know it just trickled my brain like like moving forward. Uh, Kids today, I don't think watch those as much. Like even like the uh, the the next generation of like say high school kids. My my kids don't. My kids are at nineteen and, and sixteen, and they don't watch Netflix comedy shows. I mean, they watch everything on YouTube, yeah. like YouTube clips and and like TikTok and everything. So it's it's funny how that new generation I think is a little bit disconnected as as far as a comedy special, like watching those things. Um, yeah, it's tough. 
your thoughts? Uh, do you feel the same way uh, on that? I mean, because you're only seven years removed, uh, like into this, but just mm -hmm. watching those specials back when you were watching. But um, you know, I'm an old man. I'm shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I, uh, I remember when Comedy Central came out. That's like yeah. that's how old I am. So. So. Like that's that's what kind of sucks is like I'm in that that mid tier where like I still love the you know the echelon of the Comedy Central presents and looking at those and going that's what comedy is and I love that and that's kind of what got me into it and then going well nobody watches them now so that kind of sucks but the internet is is such a useful tool for people that don't have those specials to get seen you know you can do different videos you can do different ways of doing comedy and then hopefully people come see the live shows but then the live shows aren't as good as the stand-up shows but yeah, yeah it's 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 hard figuring out the internet with comedy you know a lot of people have changed the game of like how you see comedy nobody's watching the hour special front to back unless you are already solidified as dave Chappelle, bill burr you know those guys but yeah uh, everybody else is kind of chopping their specials up putting out one minute clips you know that's what i did with the dry bar and i think that's why it you know helped pop is because people will watch a minute or two at a time rather than go, I'll dedicate an hour to this person I've never heard of. You know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so um, I want to backtrack a little bit uh, in your bio. Uh, obviously, I mentioned at the top of the show that uh, uh, you were in seasons 11 and 12 of Wild and Out uh, as far as a writer. Did you perform at all or just strictly a writer? No. So the goal when I went there to audition was to be on the show. Uh, that's what I was trying to do. And was this a New, just, New York audition or like where, yeah, where did you audition? Yeah. Flew, flew into New York and I was there for, ugh, I want to say two weeks, something like that. Maybe a week. I don't know. I lost track of time while I was there. It was the most like strenuous process I've ever gone through. It was, dude, when I tell you, I put everything I had into just being my best version of myself of just joke writing, performance, like everything. And I was spent by the time I went home. I was like, I'm glad that I'm done with this. Uh, so what happened was what year was this when you first went to try out? Ooh, or like how far really, into your career? Probably five years. I had just moved to LA, uh, probably four, probably five years, closer to five. Um, I just moved to LA. I did a couple spots at the comedy store. I did a uh, crack em up and I got introduced to the lady who runs crack em up and she, told me to give her my headshot, bio, things like that, different videos, and she was going to submit me for something. She didn't tell me what it was. It ended up being an audition for Wild and Out. Uh, so I went. I do the audition. Things are going good, you know, and it was what ended up being my last day there. I didn't know that I was going to get sent home, but <laughs> they, uh, they, they loved my jokes, and they, they were like, you know, what you bring to the table is kind of similar to what we have already, but, you know, we love these and this and that, so... I ended up giving them a lot of different game ideas, different uh, things for different people on the show to say, like in different situations. So, was uh, yeah. was Nick Cannon there or no? I met him twice. Uh, super cool dude. Super like the first time I met him, he was wearing this like weird like Joker outfit, like with a green top hat, and like he looked like the Riddler, <laughs> and uh, with like a pimp cane, and he had one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen on his arm. And he just had such a energy about him. I hate when people are like, oh, this guy had energy. But like, dude, he walked in the door and he was just like, that's Nick Cannon. Like, it was insane. Um, yeah, yeah, super nice. Money will do that to you with the, with the attractive ladies on your arms. <laughs> yeah, money will let you look like the Riddler. Okay, that's why he got away with looking and dressing just the way he did. But 
you know, nobody was roasting him. Everyone was just kind of like, yeah, it's Nick Cannon. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, you make fun of his outfit. He has 10 times your net worth and was with Mariah Carey. Like what? Now with that writing job, were you allowed to stay in Florida to do that and to send in, uh, or did you have to live in New York for a while or, or? No, at that time I went back to LA. Oh, LA. Yeah. So I was living in LA for the, at that point. So okay. yeah, I was still sending them some stuff. How was that culture shock uh, from Florida to LA? You know, did, did you like that? It. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I didn't know that there was such a drastic difference. Like I've lived in a lot of places throughout my life. I've lived in Alabama, Texas, Missouri, Michigan. I've lived in quite a few places, but that was when I was younger. So like now as an adult, living in Florida so much, and then going over there where it's like drastically different. Everybody was like so intrigued about Florida that I was like. I get to be the spokesperson for my crazy state. I love it. Like, it's so dope. Everybody's like, did you really know that guy? And I was like, yeah, I know Casey Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Were you uh, a Navy brat or something but moving around the country or, or just. No, uh... my, my brother got in trouble a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the older yeah. brother or younger yeah. brother? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's older. He would he would get in trouble, and then my mom would go, "Well, we can't be here anymore." And then we'd go somewhere else, and then we'd go, "Well, can't be here anymore." <laughs> well, those sound like good stories. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're not allowed to be in the school district anymore. I can can imagine how bad that had to be. <laughs> yeah, ended up by the time we were in like I think it was Alabama, we tried a homeschooling thing. So uh, I would go to regular school during the day and my brother would get homeschooled during the day. And man, he would just, he would just brag about how little work he had to do all day. He'd be like, yeah, man, just watch movies and play games all day. And I was like, I want to burn down a middle school or whatever. (laughs) He didn't do that, but I want, I wanted to do something that got me out of going to school. (laughs) Well, all right. I want just tell me what's the worst thing he did. Uh, or, or one of the best stories, I guess, that that had to transplant you to somewhere else. Like, I don't want to hear now. I mean, you opened the doors. Sorry. You don't, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I won't. I mean, it's not even that. I just, off the top of my head, just craziness. <laughs> uh, my brother is just, he's, I mean, he's if he so, had to move. <laughs> yeah. He would, he would just do everything to not go to school sometimes because he'd get in trouble. And so this one time he hid inside of a box inside of our closet. And so we thought he ran away. When I tell you the commitment, Andy Kaufman level commitment, dude stayed in the box in the closet for eight hours. Like everybody was like searching for him. And then out of nowhere, dude just like pops out of a box in the closet and was like, glad I didn't have to go to school today. I was like, what are you, <laughs> that's how bad you didn't want to go to school? Just stay invisible all day. <laughs> nice. Bananas. Uh, funny. Um, so also in your bio, it mentions that you were Florida's funniest comedian. And uh, I know um, some people in the past that have won that as uh, uh, like Burt Kreischer and uh, Daniel yeah. Tosh. And and a lot of big names have won that um, from uh, coming out of Florida. So um, what's the process of that? I've heard I've heard about this. And, and, you know, every state has one of those. You know, yeah. Iowa's funniest, Nebraska's funniest, Florida's funniest, et cetera. And but I it, want to win all of them. <laughs> some, some of them carry, it seemed like they carry more weight. You know, like if yeah. you wouldn't say, and some of them are obviously festivals, like the Boston Comedy Festival, Seattle Comedy right. Festival is better than, you know, say just, you know, the 
Oregon's funniest comic. But right. I feel like as far as the state, you know, ones that are labeled after that, um, the Florida one definitely has uh, some weight to it and such. And and you're one of those recipients. So what year was that? And and uh, had you tried out for that before? Or did you get it the first time? Tell the tell the world. So. I won 2019 and they didn't have it last year because of COVID. Um, okay. So I won, I want to say, was it August of 2019? So you're still a reigning and, champ. <laughs> yeah, it's still mine, baby. <laughs> you get a, you get a, I, told a, I told them I wanted to compete again and they were like, no, you can't do it again. I was like, so <laughs> I, I did something where like, I'm just such a competitive person. I just love competing. I just love, and I love comedy so much. And so I, I made a big thing in Florida about like, where's everybody competing? Cause I wanted to go where the best people were. Right. And so I thought that the best comics were in West Palm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go compete where the best people are. Cause if I'm going to win, I want to do it amongst the best. So yeah, I went to you West don't Palm. Want a asterisk next to your name. And like, there was nobody yeah. there, like all shit, open micers or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to West Palm beach for all three rounds of the competition, which I knew it was going to be some of the same audience because that's that area. And I was like, I'll do different jokes each round. I want to win this regardless. And I actually told the lady, I was like, can I do all, can I do all the satellites? Like, can I compete at each one? And if I advance out of each one, that's just less spots for the finals. And she was like, no, you advance out of one. Like, don't be a dick. And I was like, I just want to compete, man. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a mean thing to do. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did it out of there and I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, I, I want to do all the festivals. I want to yeah. do everything. <laughs> yeah, so um, I mentioned uh, to you a couple months ago about, uh, like many months ago, about like festivals and such. And you had done um, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I've done Laughing Skull three times. Okay, got it. And uh, have you done any other ones? Uh, yeah, I've done some stuff. I did uh, Laughing Devil in New York. I've done, I've done a couple of them. I've done World Series. I've done, uh, oh, I got, I've done probably eight, eight to ten festivals so far. Yeah. Which ones uh, that, that haven't you haven't done but are on your list? Like the like, Big Sky. I, uh, Sky. Yeah, Just for Laughs is obviously number one. Like that's that's one of my biggest goals in my career. Is just that's where all the all of my favorite, all of my idols have gone, and that's what's kind of been solidified as the the place to go. So Just for Laughs is number one. I want to do Big Sky. I want to do uh, I want to do Laugh and Skull again. I'll do Laugh and Skull every year. It's so much fun. Any excuse to go to Atlanta is a good excuse for me. Um, At this point, any excuse just to get anywhere out of the house is, is a good thing. For sure. Uh, Boston Comedy Festival. Um, yeah. There's a lot. I want to do all of them. Yeah. So um, now I've seen uh, on your calendar, and um, I think I've booked you for a few uh, out and about gigs. Uh, so um, do you feel um, – that it's getting safer now? Uh, are you still trepidatious going out on the road during the, this COVID time? Do you give a shit? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Florida, dog. I don't care. <laughs> I know that's like such a not thing you're supposed to say it, you know, now in life, but I may, man, if I'm being honest, I don't care. Uh, and why and why do like, you think, why do you think Florida has this mentality? Like it's weird. It's, we live with dinosaurs, Chuck. <laughs> we live with gators, man. Gators, hurricanes, Carol Baskin. You think we care at all about Carol Baskin? <laughs> we we live with the most dangerous things in the world: mosquitoes and bears and. We don't care what it's, it's about. It's so funny just about the state of Florida. I mean, first off, I mean, there's, I mean, there's all the crazies are in Florida and like, it's just the, the attitude. Like 
And like, and you watch the sports games as far as yeah. my Miami had like 65,000 people in their stadium. Uh, Dude, I went to the Dolphins first game when they were allowed to have fans and like they were playing the Bills and all the Bills fans were kind of like, we got to separate and all the Dolphins fans were like high-fiving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spread it around. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it's just not an us thing. I had my friend in from LA a couple weeks ago. We were doing some shows and uh, we had gotten a tornado warning, like the notification on our phone and I was doing the dishes and I had the music on and it stopped my music. And I was mad that it saw my music. He's on the couch, and he got the notification. He was like, what do we do? I was like, what do you mean, what do we do? We turned this Kelly Clarkson back on. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't care about this tornado. I was like, what, you want to you want to go up to the roof, get closer to it, and do shots? I don't know. He was like, do we go to the basement? I was like, what do you mean basement? <laughs> like, You're in Florida. There's no basement. Yeah, I don't care about tornadoes. <laughs> I love that you're flying in your friends from California to do shows in Florida since they can't do any uh, out there. I hey, come it. on in. We're, we're wide open. So, Dude, I, so many of my friends have hit me up. They're like, you're still doing shows? I was like, yeah, we got shows. Come do shows. And so I got, I had Dedrick come in from Atlanta last week and he was here for Christmas. And I had Willie come in the week before that and he was here doing shows. And yeah. Any, any of my friends, if y'all want to come do shows, we got shows. We got <laughs> <laughs> we got audiences you could get come get your vid take it home and at this point i i'm, I'm surprised you're not just running like uh shows in all the cities in in florida just you know first thursday here and in, in daytona <laughs> first tuesday like, here i don't like putting shows together that's the only reason that i don't do that yeah. <laughs> otherwise i would absolutely have my friends in every city in the state <laughs> yeah well that that takes work right that's why you have an yeah, agent exactly <laughs> that's yeah 90% of the battle is doing the work. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of comedians that, that need a little hand-holding. I'm not saying that you, but like... <laughs> oh, it's me. It's but for sure me. Yeah, but that's why, uh, that's why I'm on this side of the fence and you're on that side of the fence. I, I, I don't tell the jokes. I sell the jokes. So <laughs> that's Dude, how it works hey, out. That's so, part of the game, baby. <laughs> yeah, so you're a big sports fan. I've seen like from uh, your videos and such too. Like, uh, so, And you mentioned... Um, all you want to do is play basketball and such. Did you uh, want to play that? Like, and like, did you play in high school or how, like, what's your history? Yeah, there? I played at uh, Brandon high. I was pretty good. And then yeah. I played, uh, I, I was going to walk on at FAMU. And then when I got there and I was only there for three weeks, kind of hard, man, kind of <laughs> hard to, to make a significant impact when uh, you leave real fast. And, and could you, could, could you compete with, uh, with the historically black university uh, <laughs> students? It's it's a different level. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to stereotype, but like I don't I've no, never I'm, seen I'm, you play, so I don't I'm, I don't know how. I'm nice. I'm nice, but that it is it's a it's another level, man. People don't understand what Division One collegiate athletes do, but it's it's different. Um, yeah. I would I would have been, you know, okay, but I wouldn't have been great. You know, okay. I, I would have been I would have third string two guard. I'd have got lit up, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the guy who you see play at the park and you go, where'd you play? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you, you see somebody like them, you see them play and you go, oh, yeah, you played somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I have to ask because I've never uh, obviously this is the first time uh, speaking to you face to face, but I've seen uh, all your tattoos. Like <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. how many how many tattoos do you have like on your body? Oh, man. I, I lost count like a and, long time ago. I lost. And count. when did this start? Cause you obviously kind of cover them up sometimes. And then sometimes yeah. they're just all out there. So <laughs> uh, 17 was the first tattoo I got as a basketball on my chest. And okay. then, uh, yeah, it's so funny too. Cause I got that tattoo. Cause I wanted the basketball tattoo and you know, you have to be 18 to get them. And my dad told me, he was like, well, I know it'll upset your mom. 
So if you want it, this is your birthday and your Christmas present. And all it was was him signing the paper saying I could get it. He nice. goes, if that's what you want, I'll sign the paper and then you can get it. And he I was didn't like, even pay absolutely. for it? Huh? He didn't even pay for it? I think we split it maybe. I think we went half on it. I think we both put in like 150. It it was like it, it's a it's a pretty detailed tattoo. And um yeah, that was the first tattoo and it was downhill from there. And yeah, I I got a job working at uh Adventure Islands out here, which is just a theme park, is a water theme park, and every single paycheck I would go to the tattoo shop that was right down the street and I'd be in there every single week. And yeah, I had my entire torso done before I was twenty. So within three years, I I was yeah done. I don't see any visible ones though. Or, None. Or, yeah. And well, the only visible ones that I have now are on my legs because I started doing my legs. Oh, and, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could still be friends with my my buddy Mark La Liberty if he's watching or listening. Uh, uh, we had a conversation recently that he just said like, I guess he, you are destined. He's a little old school. He's older than me, but mm-hmm. like, he's one of those old school guys. Like, hey, if you have a visible tattoo, you you can only go into certain uh, businesses and such, and like in career paths. So, like, that's dude, definitely you know, changed. That's changed. Like, a yeah, lot. yeah. So yeah, his 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 mind needs to open up a bit, and if he's watching, hopefully he'll he'll. he'll it's learn. just so interesting that uh, you know, I, I passed by these kids talking the other day, and these two kids, they were like maybe eight years old, and the kid goes, "I don't want any tattoos," and the other kid was like, "What? You don't want any tattoos?" It was just like making fun of him for not wanting a tattoo, and I was like, "That's where we're at in society now." Like I remember when I got the tattoo, and everybody's like, "You're a degenerate," and then it ten years later. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, hey man, it is what it is, dude. You do it makes you happy. It's pretty common now. Like it's it's yeah. it's uh, it's a rarity to not have one. Like mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I never got one. I've never was opposed to it. For, I I just can't pick out a yeah. pair of shoes that I like to wear for a year, let alone something yeah. I want to commit to for the rest of my life. So it's, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. I I don't know. I I love I, them. I I, 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 I keep too healing right now. Like I that I've gotten within the last two weeks. <laughs> What's your most memorable tattoo? Do you have one, or like like this is the one? Like and and, do, and and the second question is, and do you have any that you regret? Like ah, I shouldn't have got that, and that was stupid, or whatever. So I actually I'll answer the second one first. Um, right. so I had one that I regretted. Right, I had one like just within the last couple of years, I've started regretting it. Uh, it's the NBA logo on my ribs, right? I have the NBA logo and I was regretting it because I was like, like, the, what like the basketball like player. The, yeah. the, okay. so, uh, it's Jerry West. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> so I had that and, and I, I regret it. Cause I was like, that's just why, why did I do that? And then I remembered that. So my best friend, he passed away. Right. But one of the things he did, you're my best friend in the whole wide world. And he saved my life. This dude. Uh, so when I was in the tattoo shop before I got the NBA logo, I had a a wolf tattoo stencil on my neck. I was gonna get a big blue wolf. This thing was badass, dude. It was a big giant wolf, like almost like the one that I got on my knee. Okay, uh, but like it, it was big. And he goes, "This is right before the tattoo." He goes, "Anything but the neck wolf." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "I was like, if I don't get the neck wolf, I'm getting the NBA logo." He goes anything but the neck wolf and uh so looking back on it super happy that i made that decision (laughs) and uh well that he talked me out of it so i I can't really regret the nba logo because if it wasn't the nba logo it'd have been neck wolf uh (laughs) yeah uh, what was the first one is uh how many or how many tattoos what was it 
yeah, I think it was. Oh, wait, is that what I said? Um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, you know, how many do you have? Did you mention? Do you know how many you have? I have no idea. It, it's <laughs> it's a lot. I said that I had two healing right now, and then you said uh, something. I don't know. I don't remember either. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. So, I want to get into a little bit about um, you know how your career has changed a little bit over the last year. So, so yeah. last year I, I kind of I I, uh, I booked you for the uh, dry bar, and it just exploded. Like uh, yeah. you, you first off, I didn't know this until after I booked you, but you were the youngest one they had booked, youngest comedian they had, they had booked on that. Um, how how was that process? Um, were you nervous going into it? Uh, and then what happened afterwards? And and you did get there's an episode that you had on the taping yeah. day or the day after. So tell the world that uh, that story. So I'll tell you from the very beginning. So the beginning, beginning. Um, You'd reach out and you asked me if I wanted to do this thing. And I didn't know if I wanted to be put in that box of like clean comic or, or just, I didn't know if I could do 25 clean like that. Like, had you heard of Dry Bar at that time or no? Yeah, I, I had just started hearing about it like within the last, like, uh, within a couple of months before you had asked. So, like, because okay. I saw Shane Smith on there and I was like, Shane, Shane's nice. Like, that's a funny dude. Speaking and, of neck tattoos. Yeah, right, right, right. Dude, super funny. And kudos to him for being able to, you know, be funnier than distracting. Because that's a super easy route to go to just be like, that guy's distracting, you know, right. but uh, very funny. So I had, uh, I kind of sat down with my roommate and I was like, hey, man, do you, what do you think about this? Do you think I should try this? Do you think I should do this? And he goes, what are the pros? What are the cons? So we kind of laid out the pros and cons of what could happen. And he just looked at me straight face and was like, the pros outweigh the cons. And I was like, all right. That's when I messaged you back. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then when I went there, so before we went there, that taping was set for September 21st. September 19th, my roommate and I, we uh, we went to the casino. And for whatever reason, I'm good luck at the casino. I don't usually gamble. But if I'm with somebody who's gambling, I'm like five for five on them doing very well. So uh, we went to the casino. He starts I gambling. No, I should invite you the next time I'm at a casino, then. Dude, all I, all it takes is a couple cheeseburgers and I'm there. I, all right. uh, I'm super simple. I just I just stand there and then you win and then we leave. <laughs> and, uh, so like <laughs> he started he started doing well and he goes, look, if we he goes, if I do well, we're gonna celebrate. If I don't do well, we're gonna hit Burger King on the way home. We're gonna get some burgers. We're just gonna go back to the house and chill. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So he ends up hitting pretty big to the point where when we cashed out, we start eating at the. Uh, at like one of the fancy restaurants that's in that area. And we start drinking and we're doing vodka Red Bulls just cause we're like, it's 4 PM. I was like, we're, you know, we're going to stay up. We're going to have a good night. So we start on vodka Red Bulls. We go to the strip club. We get there around maybe 5 30 PM. Are you we're still in Florida club. at this time or? Yeah. Yeah. Back in Florida. All right. So. Cause the dry I'm, bar, if you don't know, uh, listening, it's in uh, Provo, Utah is where, Provo, Utah. <laughs> is where they filmed. So, this. uh, so we start drinking and we go to the strip club and between 5 30 PM and about midnight, 15 vodka Red Bulls plus shots, like in between the vodka Red Bulls that we're each doing, we're doing like fireball and like birthday shots and Scooby-Doo shots, just all the grossest things you can put in your body. What the hell's a and gross. That's what it is. It's a lot of <laughs> sugar and a headache. That's what it all is. Right. 
I'll look so, it up. I'll Google it later. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing all these shots and we're drinking all this absurd amount of alcohol. We go home that night. Uh, I lay in bed. I fall asleep within like 30 minutes. I'm, I'm tired. And then I wake up and I throw up everything that's ever been put in my body. And the next day is the 20th. It's a Friday, right? I spend that entire Friday in my roommate's bed, snuggled up next to this grown man, just shivering, going, I'm going to die. Cause I hadn't eaten. I was just miserable. And he was like, ah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And, uh, so then the morning of the 21st, I have to go to the airport at five o'clock in the morning to fly to Utah. Uh, I get to Utah. I had to drive from Salt Lake to Provo. I know it doesn't matter, but that's an extra hour of being in the car shivering. Like I'm going to pass out. I'm just going to die. And, uh, so Remind I get me there. What month this was, uh, what, what time of the year? September, September 21st. Okay. At least it wasn't yeah. like, you know, January. <laughs> like snow ridden yeah dude i was yeah the weather was actually really nice and so i get there and the people are so nice and the the lady who was running it and like that i was working with at the time she was like just so sweet and i told her what i just went through of the vodka rebels and she goes how are you alive and uh you know we we end up talking and the shows go good and then eight hours after the second show uh i ended up going to the hospital and getting, you know, fluids for alcohol poisoning and alcohol withdrawals and all of that. But yeah, shout out to Utah's hospital. It's a wonderful hospital. They treated me very good. <laughs> they keep calling me saying that I owe money. And I'm like, that's sweet that you guys think you're going to get that money. <laughs> you're like, hey, just, we still uh, need your copay. <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, so... So then, so then it was released, and then mm -hmm. were you surprised by the outcome of uh, all the uh, attention you started getting um, online? With uh... I was surprised by the fact that everybody was like, "This was so good! This was so good!" Like that, there was so much love and feedback from it. I was like, "You all have no idea what I was going through while I taped that." Like they're like, "You looked so comfortable and so poised." I was like, "I remember being in that moment." and being like on the brink of death like that's what i remember and so like when i rewatch some of those clips i go i remember that like swallowing right there because i couldn't <laughs> breathe and i remember this and i remember this but like everybody just sees that and they go oh that's great and i'm like i can't wait for you all to see when i'm at like my best like or, or to see when i'm not dying at least and it, it's just such a good feeling that people like that because at that time i wasn't even really like happy <laughs> with those jokes i was like you know more afraid like first of all i had never done all those jokes that clean there's one of those jokes where uh i hadn't done it without saying uh bitch in it and i did it without it like in the moment on the fly just being like how can i fix this joke and make it still funny without using this and it worked but easily could not have worked <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that like, but that just shows you that obviously, you know, still being a young comedian that you were, um, I guess, uh, uh, you had the the chops under your belt to be able to, you know, go into that situation. Granted, hindsight, I, if I knew that you had yeah. had all those Trust that me. alcohol consumption, yeah. I probably would have said, hey, man, maybe you should uh, keep that on the DL maybe. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, that's the thing that was like, I didn't tell anybody that that's what happened after it did well. Because then I was like, oh, well, and I learned my lesson. I'm definitely not like, ah, I'm going to do that again. No, I was miserable. That was a dumb mistake, but I'm glad it worked. Um, that is also another thing about me, though. Like, if I if I 
put myself to do something, I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. If I die doing it, that's what it'll be. Like, I, I just wouldn't want you to think that, like, oh, I went there and intentionally was trying to, to mess up. I Sabotage your, two your days own. Before, yeah, two days before the taping, I, I was like, oh, I'll be fine no matter what. Like, what, hungover Friday, Saturday, go do the job? But, boy, that was... Oh. <laughs> Your uh, your your speakers or your voice is going in and out a little bit here. Uh, but hopefully that'll jump back. I'm gonna I'm gonna Uh-oh. pivot a little bit. I'll start asking a couple of questions and maybe that'll uh, um. So when I remember just like once it was released, I just saw like first off the the, the dry bar clips usually get like millions of views if uh, if you're any good at all. Like I I, I felt <laughs> like uh, you started getting like lots of view, views and such. But one thing I noticed too in the comments because everybody would comment and um. One of the things when I first saw you, I was like, I, I kind of got a, a young Chris Rock. I always kind of said, the, mm. oh, this he's like a white Chris Rock. And I think uh, um, that a lot of people jumped on that as well. And something else I didn't pick up on, um, but then I could see it later. But a lot of people said, you're a cross between Chris Rock and Ralphie May. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you saw some of those uh the responses when people when say that what are your do you are you flattered by that or you do you, are you like to be compared to somebody else or like what are your it's, thoughts on on that it's it's a lot of both it's a i the people who mean it you know in a nice way and flattery and they're like oh this is reminiscent of somebody that i really like you know that feels good of like oh i'm glad that you like me but then it, it sucks because the people who mean it negatively are just, oh, he's trying to do this and that. I promise you I'm not. You know, the Ralphie Mae thing is more so from, uh, you know, a, a white guy with flavor, I guess you could say. Like, people would say the same thing about, like, Gary Owen. But it's like, I, I don't know how they were raised. I know how I was raised. Well, I know how Ralphie was raised, you know. But it's like, I'm just being me. And the people who mean it in a nice way, it's like, cool. But, uh, you know, the people who are like, ah, oh, he's trying to do this and that. I promise you I'm not. Like, it, like Chris Rock, I respect him as you know, a legend, you know, a Mount Rushmore, you know, esque comedian, but that was never my biggest influence. Like if people say like a lot of the comments will be like, Oh, he, you could tell he's super influenced by this guy. And it's like, not really. Like I'm more so influenced by Dave Chappelle, Gerard Carmichael, you know, dudes, dudes like that. Like, uh, Gerard, Gerard's one of my biggest idols. That's why I moved to LA him and Jack Knight. That's why I chose LA over New York. And okay. Yeah, there, there's other dudes that if you watch my comedy, you watch theirs, you'll go, I see why he likes these people. But you watch Chris Rock's and I don't really – I complain. I'm a super complainer. Like that's all I do. Whereas Chris Rock's like pointing out like flaws in the government. You know, like he'll be like, the government's killing black people. And I'm just like, hippos are weird, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's what – kind of makes a lot of your comedy pretty likable though too though so obviously with uh millions of people that that have been you know turned on to your your stand-up and and i noticed too you were one of the quicker ones um this year during covid or i guess last year now i could say that um that you kind of jumped on tiktok and started putting a lot of your content on there and such um was yeah. was that your idea was that your girlfriend's idea or just were you bored just wanted to create more content somewhere else and and because um, now you have almost uh, you know a million followers almost, and I, I looked it up today, it was like eight hundred fifty thousand or something like that or whatever. But um, yeah. what was your, so, your your thought process going to that? 
I'm a, I'm a very petty person. And so uh, I was I was like kind of hating on TikTok, you know, first couple of months of COVID, kind of like everybody else. of just being like, I'm not doing it. I'm not jumping on that. I'm not going to. No, I'm, I'm grown. I'm an adult. Right. And then uh, I saw this dude, uh, just another comedian. I saw him blow up on TikTok. And I was like, well, if he can blow up on there. And I was like, like it was just purely out of just pettiness. I'm just like, what I can do if he blew up on there. And then when mine's like, I posted four videos in the first day, and then they they blew up, and I was like, okay, cool. So my my like fragile ego was like settled. I was like, okay, good, good. This feels good. And then I just kept posting the dry bar clips, and they did well. And now it's at the point where like, I don't know. I'm in between going, okay, do I just keep feeding the beast and putting out stand up clips? Because I write constantly and I perform constantly, but it's like. You know, you also want people to pay for your your skill set. You know, it feels weird to just keep giving free things because then you expect free things, and it's it's a battle. The internet's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said uh, don't you get uh, paid a little bit through TikTok and or no? How does yeah, that work? It, Are you officially like, creator status? Yeah, but it's it's not. Like, but then again, I don't put out five videos a week. You know, maybe if I did, maybe then it would be great money, and maybe then I'd be. What's what's the girl's name who does all the the dance Ray something Summer Ray? Then I'd be her, and then maybe that's my bills. But as of right now, it's also weird because like when you blow up on TikTok, it, it, the algorithm and I know where it's corny, but uh, it really only blows up the videos that you got known for. Like if you got known for doing voices, and then you try to do the dancing videos, that's not what's gonna work because that's not. That's not what they know you for. So, like, all of my things that aren't stand-up don't do nearly as well. But all the stand-up videos, they're like, this is what we want from you. Like, Sure, yeah. Weird. Yeah, well, that's that's weird. But, you know, I, I've learned that you need to go where the, the people are, though, right? So, I mean, even, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, my, I mean, my kids even say, like, yeah, you should get on TikTok. And, and I did, like, just literally a month ago and less than a month ago. And, and like, they were like, and now they're like, how in the hell do you have uh, all these followers and such? I was like, yeah, oh, just throwing up comedy, you know, because that's what people want to see. So, um, yeah, you got to gotta go where the people are. So that's that's how this business works, right? Got to keep that so, wheel moving. They're like, this is fine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, moving forward, like, uh, like what, like, what are your comedy goals? I mean, like, what's, uh, where do you see yourself? Because you're, how old are you? You're 26, 25? 26. 26. 26. So, yeah. I mean, you're a relatively young comedian. You've been doing this a while. So, like, what? I mean, you've got a long career path ahead of you if you still want to continue doing stand up for, you know, 20 plus years. I mean, is that what you want to do for life? I mean, it's just, yeah. What's, what's, I, yeah. I know it's, it's such a, like, such a broad thing to just be like, I want to be one of the greats. I just want to be in the conversation of like, when you, when you break down the, the dudes of just like, this is a great, this is a great, I, I, at the end of my career, I want to be in that discussion. Like, that's the goal, you know, and, but like more short, short term goals. Like I've I got some big things, uh, that I'm planning on. I want to put out my own half hour. That's like, you know, more me than the dry bar. Cause I love the, you know, the process of the dry bar and those were my jokes, but I also want to put out the versions of jokes that aren't essentially that clean and aren't, you know, under those circumstances. But yeah, I've got that in the works. I've got, you know, I'm planning on doing a podcast, going to do that. But stand up wise, I want, I want just for laughs. I want a late night set. Uh, I want, I want to knock off the things that 
having started stand up, we're always on the trajectory of like what I've seen done by all the people that I've looked up to. I want to knock those things off. I want to get, you know, to the level where they are. Yeah. And, but obviously everybody's uh, hands have been a little bit tied uh, in the last year. So uh, again, I feel like you, you are still being able to get out and do stand up uh, live and not in a virtual format. Um, yeah. You're a little bit, uh, I guess, ahead of the curve as far as many out there um, over the last year. So, and, um, and, and I assisted you in getting some management. So that's obviously a good thing. Hopefully they'll help propel you a little bit and, uh, um, Anything that they're working on that you can talk about as far as uh, getting you, uh, or is it just kind of everything on hold? Uh, we we working, we're cooking, we're cooking yeah. in the kitchen, but uh, right. yeah, just trying to get some more things uh, set in stone first. But right. yeah, we're, we're doing good. Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, you're like uh, one of my children, right? I mean, anytime I bring on somebody new onto my uh, my my college roster, I always just say, I always uh, you know say with you know, affection that, you know, you're part of the team. It's team summit. Yeah. So I always kind of want everybody to do well. So, so when I see, you know, you doing so well over the last year, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of nice. I, I love to see. Uh, all my... a lot, man. Like yeah. I, I honestly, within the last year, I, there, there's so many stepping stones that begin with you, you know? So I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you having me. I, I appreciate you putting me on the roster, just reaching out and just being like, Hey man, I thought you were funny. Like, from that first phone call, my life has changed. You know what I mean? Like in the, in the best way. Like from the good, from the good Chuck Johnson. <laughs> yeah, from, from the not Hooper Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, what, so, I mean, what, what is your happy place? Obviously besides, you know, getting tattoos at a tattoo parlor uh, or playing basketball. I mean, what, what's your other hobbies outside of comedy? Dude, I'm a nerd. All I do is, is comedy. Like, I, I'm the guy who, like, when I started, I would spend seven days a week at the comedy club watching seven shows. There'd be one show Thursday, two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, one show Sunday. And for, I would be there at every single show in the corner just learning. Like, that's all I do. I just love comedy. If I'm not that, doing comedy. That's at side splitters? Is that your home club that you go to all the time? Yeah, that's where I started. And uh, okay. yeah, ever since then, man, I just, any club that I can go to, usually if I'm in the building, they'll throw me up like now, which feels good. But uh, it's just any club, any show, any mic, I'll go to open mics and just, just to be around comics. Like that's what I miss the most about like when quarantine was like actually happening and Florida cared, like I forgot how much I miss just being around comedians. It's it's a different, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a... What's the college thing? A fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. It's a whole little click, you know, scenario. Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, a, it's just, I can say things around comics and I can be, you know, more open than you can around regular people. Like I'll make jokes to my roommate and my girlfriend and they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's, you probably shouldn't say that out loud. And then comedians will be like, yo, what if Hitler did that? And you're just like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, uh, there's no PC culture like in, yeah. in the, in the comedy circles where they're like, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm gonna cancel. I'm gonna cancel you right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> the back of the green room. <laughs> yeah, it's the back of the green room is the best when somebody's just like, and then I uppercutted a baby, and you're just like, ah. Oh! 
<laughs> yeah, the those best. are the best conversations. Yeah, that's why I love like going to uh, the comedy festivals where you get to sit around and just bullshit and like even on both sides of the fence, the agents and such, they're not sitting around doing mm-hmm. that either. They're like, that's a good. They might not be into the comedy, but they'll sit back and go, that's yeah. a good joke. That's a good joke. Yeah, that's all it's about, man. That's literally all I care about is, is it a good joke? That's yeah. why I hate being around like regular people. And they'll, they'll make like a, like a, that's what she said. And I'm like, there's so many other routes you could have gone with that. You could have right. just. Just say nothing. Easy, yeah, you're not, you're easy. not funny. Stay in your lane, buddy. Uh, my girlfriend, she's a singer and she did, she sang Jolene and she sang another song that's got a girl's name in it. Oh, Valerie. And the guy, the bartender, was like, "Do you think Jolene and Valerie know each other?" Uh, and I was like, "You are the the worst. Just the not good joke." Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, this is the time uh, of the, uh, the the show that we kind of wrap it up here. But um, being the check drop, you know, uh, when you when you're at a club, obviously mm-hmm. in headlining, they, it's, it's time to drop the checks and you know, kind of wrap yeah. the show up type scenario. That's kind of how the, the premise of this show started. So yeah. but during this time, I always like to say, uh, get a story from you. Like uh, what's the, the best show that you've ever done? And what is the worst show you've ever done? And I'll let you decide which order you'd like to do that in. I'll do the best one first. Uh, right. and, and it's not even that the show went the best. It just meant the most to me. I'm just like, it's just wild. Uh, so I'd won this competition the year before, and I was supposed to do a show with Burt Kreischer, Ralphie May. And Burt Kreischer ended up getting stuck in, uh, he got stuck in Australia, and then Ralphie May was sick. So I ended up doing the show by myself, right? The following year, because I had won, and I basically got screwed out of opening for them, they let me do the next show, like the next year, with uh, Burt Kreischer and Robert Kelly. And I also have my friend J.J. Curry, who had won that year. So we all three did the show together. But the year before that, we did the show on the last night of the cruise, right? And then on this one, we did the show the first night of the cruise, and we didn't know that it was the first night. So as soon as we get on this boat, we're pounding drinks. And I hate that all of my stories now are just me getting hammered. Uh, so anyways, I'm 200 days sober today. So that's pretty Congratulations, cool. man. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't want to address that because I knew that you were, uh, were, were sober now. So uh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to bring it up uh, like – what if you weren't? What if I, yeah, what if I was like, oh, no, 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 I, I'm drinking right now. I'm drunk right now. Um, yeah. But that's, that's kudos, man. I, that's, that's a big thing, man. I, I you know, Thank you. kudos to you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm four days sober on uh, in January. I, hey. I, I, hey. I, I'm doing a, a, a January cleanse personally. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. So. Hey, that's the first 30 days is the hardest. I promise. Yeah. Well, it's my, uh, it's, I've gained the COVID-19 pounds. So that's wow. where I'm at right now. So I, I, I wish I did. I wish <laughs> I gained. <some. laughs> all right. So, um, so, all right. So continue. So, I'm yeah. sorry. So JJ and I, we get on this boat. We're just so happy because, like, that's my guy. So, like, we're on this boat. We're just like, oh, we're going to have a blast, you know, just by the pool, just doing, like, mojitos and mimosas and just, just getting it in. And the this girl comes up to us. And she goes, can't wait to see you guys at the show tonight, blah, blah, blah. We were like, tonight? That's The show's in, like, four days. And she goes, oh, and she looks at her badge, and she goes, it says it's tonight. So we are like, oh, no, what have we done? So we go to a – we go to the people who like were running the show. We're like, is, is the show tonight or like at the end of the cruise? And they were like, oh yeah, it's, it's in like forty five minutes. And we're like, oh no. So we're sitting there pounding waters, just trying to sober up because we're like, dude, we're opening for Robert Kelly and Burt Kreischer. We're hammered. We're so dumb. Like, so we we're looking at each other, just like forty five minutes of just like, we got this, we got this. And uh, I just remember us going, 
It's only eight minutes a piece. We can do this. So he yeah, goes up. Eight minutes is a long time if you're not oh. uh, in your element. <laughs> and the cruise, it, it was like 850 people in this, like the uh, the big auditorium of the cruise ship. So this thing is packed with people. We're sitting there going, this is the most people either of us have played at this point. And we're, we're not able to do this. So he goes up, does his eight. He's fine. We dap up. I go up. I do my eight. We go back. And we're just like glad that went well uh i did the moon landing thing and i had burt laughing in the back and i was like yeah i did it oh uh, anyway, did you know burt was- going into this being a florida comedian himself or, or or did you meet the first time there so i met him in la we were on two shows together and we talked a little bit and we talked about florida but like before shows he's very he that dude is a is a technician like he cares about stand-up to the point where like he wants to make sure he gets every tag on every joke and he, he does these things. So, you know, we were talking, but it's one of those things of like, Hey man, I'm going to go up in about 15 minutes. So, you know, let's kind of finish this conversation. So I met him in LA twice. And then when we did the cruise ship, you know, he was cool, gave me his number and stuff. And yeah, he's a good guy, super good and super Tampa. So love him to death. Uh, worst show I ever did. Uh, I did a show at a flea market for two 14 year olds. And uh, yeah, I know they're 14 because I had to talk to them. All right. I, it was in the back of a flea market where they had like a rundown fair. Like they had like an old slide that was like rusted and they had like these shitty carnival games. And so uh, they had this like terrible like tilt a whirl thing. And I told the kids, I was like, I bet you guys won't go ride that. And they're like, okay. So they went, they wrote it. And I'm looking at the comics. Like I just walked our only audience members and uh, this tilt world thing looks so sketchy. I was like, and they're going to die and we're not going to have anyone. And so I was just like talking to like the concession booth people. I was like, what do y'all do for fun here? And she goes home. And I was like, oh my God, no, none of us want to be here right now. How much time uh, did you have to do? I was supposed to do 45. I told oh, the guy geez. before I went up. Yeah, so the guy told me that this was like a fundraiser thing. There's going to be 500 people there, and then we get there, and it's two 14-year-olds. So I was like, look, I'm going first. I'm going to do eight minutes at best. And I was like, I'm not going to do one joke. I'm just going to kind of shit on what this is. And everyone completely understood. They were like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, And how far into your career was this? Oh, man. Uh, Maybe three years. Yeah. Well, it's good that you had 45 minutes. Well, you, that you at least said you had 45 minutes at that time. Yeah, I, yeah, I could have done 45. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, definitely not one of those like, yeah, this isn't my like tape this hour. But yeah, at that point, it was like, oh, I can be, I can talk for 45. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I don't want to say that uh, that's probably going to be the worst gig because you never know. There's. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be there's gonna be worse. It's so funny too because after that that same night because that was at like four p.m. that same night I was hosting for Robert Kelly at Side Switters. I get back to the club. Actually, it was Nick DiPaolo. and so because I walk in and DiPaolo was complaining about a show he had done like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I just did." And he goes, "All right, kid, you win, you, you win." <laughs> Yeah, even the pros still get those every now and then, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I had somebody on on the uh, on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, and 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 his one his worst gig was one of my gigs, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, it is what it is. So, Funny. but dude, it was such a blast having you in on the on the uh, show today, man. I'm uh, glad you stopped by. Me, yeah, anything you yeah. want to plug on the way out? Um. Not really. I mean, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you, uh, your website, uh, all your social media, TikTok handles. 
Uh, I'm on everything at Cam the Comic. I made it super easy. And when I'm 40, I'm going to hate that handle. But uh, at this point in time, Cam the Comic is super easy to – and I got it on everything, so that helps. I don't want to be like, well, it's underscore on YouTube and then parenthesis on Facebook. And <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love that you said at 40, I'm going to hate it. Like that's an old thing. Oh, dude, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate it now, but I've had it for so long now. It's just kind of like, well, I'm stuck with it. I can't just change it. And now everybody else has Cam Bertrand. I'm like, that's not even your name. You just took my name man i uh i had kevin bozeman on here uh months ago and like super he's like, funny he's kevin bozeman one because his son stole kevin bozeman and he won't give that's it great. up so he has to well, use I mean, technically he could have gave him a different name that's that's <laughs> on him yeah but anyway if you're paying the bills you would think to say hey man i'm getting you know that's my fair. career you my career be, you get to be the one for you yeah you can be you can be the one just just uh, flip it halfway through or something so uh awesome man well uh again kudos to all your success um continue success for you in the new year and thanks, um man. i will be uh right by your side and you know if, if you need anything let me know so i appreciate you man thank you awesome. and uh everybody out there uh i appreciate you tuning in if you need a comedian yeah. For anything, go to summitcomedy.com. If you want to book Cam for anything, let me know. All right. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Toodles. Take care, man. Thanks, Cam. Later.